Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. There's a big, big company there in Cape Town that's issuing warnings because workers are taking two cupcakes instead of one. This is a real true story and uh, we received an email from anonymous saying good morning i need assistance regarding unfair labor practice at a company in cape town my daughter is an employee there on tuesday her supervisor called her to a meeting in the meeting there were two other people who were called in supposedly as witnesses she thought they had called her in because last week thursday she left work at 2 p.m um, instead of 4 p.m because when she leaves work at 4 p.m., she arrives home at 7 p.m. So at the meeting, her supervisor told her that there were complaints against her. The first complaint was that she took two cupcakes instead of one. This was at a colleague's party last Thursday. Secondly, she does not greet the supervisor's friend, whom she must report to as well. They also brought up previous complaints, which were dealt with already. Bottom line, she was given a written warning for that. They told her that she is not going to get an increase and a bonus because of the warning. She didn't sign the warning and was told that whether or not she signs, she's not going to get a bonus and an increase. The supervisor then told her not to tell anyone about the warning. Apparently, the company, at the company rather, there's no place for employees to go to when such things happen. I seriously don't know how to help, but I know that this is wrong. This is where Better Together comes in. And we called an expert who deals with uh, labor practices. She joins us on the line. Kabu, good morning. Good morning, Dombi. How are you? I'm well, thanks in yourself. I'm fantastic. Kabu, good. You are actually, let, let me introduce you to the masses properly. It's Kabu Mashalane from Mashalane and Associates. So here is this case that we are presenting to you right now. And what mm-hmm. do we make of it? Um, so thank you so much for having me. I mean, there are a number of issues. I think based on the information provided, the key issues in this matter can be broken down into categories of unfair labor practices, mm-hmm. uh, you know, issues of the purpose of a written warning, which I believe we'll go into um, in our conversation, um, issues of, you know, employer discretion when it comes to bonuses, um, lack of support and accountability, and of course, the consequences of um, not having HR and what that means, you know, in an organization such as this one. Yeah. Now, yeah. the complaints against Anonymous, do they warrant a written warning? To me, they sound ridiculous. You took two cupcakes instead of one and you refused to greet the supervisor's friend and therefore you get a warning. To me, that sounds ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, look. It's just important for us to understand when can a written warning be made, right? Mm. Um, and it's just important to just um, know that we have the Basic Conditions of Employment Act and we have the Labor Relations Act, which talks about like when a warning is made. And number one, that is misconduct. So a written warning can be made in cases of an employee's misconduct. And this includes actions such as theft, honesty, um, insubordination, harassment or any other behavior that undermines the employment relationship. So it is important to note that the severity of the misconduct may 
affect the appropriateness of issuing a written warning, you know, as opposed to a more severe disciplinary action. And of course, the last one is uh, poor performance. So in situations where an employee, you know, consistently fails to meet performance standards, a written warning may be issued. Mm. You know, however, it's quite crucial to understand that the performance criteria and expectations have been clearly com- communicated, you know, to the employee, right? Providing them with an opportunity to improve their work, etc. So mm. back to this scenario, I mean, you know, they, we have a situation where you're taking two cupcakes instead of one, you know, and, um, you know, does that warrant a warning, yeah. you know, type of thing? And it does not even fall under these major categories that I've just spoken about earlier, you know, what warrants a, a, a warning. And so, you know, it begs the question of, you know, the HR policy of this particular company. Mm. You know, some of them, they are very, you know, meticulously sort of list what exactly constitutes as a, you know, a grounds for a written warning. And, you know, you think one would be exercise discretion into thinking taking two cupcakes instead of one. I mean, for me, at face value, not knowing the other background or any other, you know, it sounds ridiculous, like you mentioned, (laughs) you know, and, um, and, you know, not greeting a supervisor and so on, you know, things like that. Um, one would actually have to, like I said, look at the the, the policy, Mm. the intention Mm. behind the policy. I mean, some people would argue that's insubordination, but we have to take into account surrounding circumstances for us to reach such a dramatic, you know, or rather conclusive, you know, um, you know, um, term calling it insubordination, for instance. Yeah, and and the conclusion that uh, (laughs) was that they came uh, they came to at this meeting also is just like ah uh, ah uh, guys now because she took two cups cakes instead of one and she doesn't she didn't greet the supervisor's friend this now affects her increase and her bonus now according mm-hmm. to labor practice is it correct that an employee be sidelined from increases and bonuses because of a written warning this is a good question, and um, you know we have to first understand um, the prerequisite, or rather the the main purpose of um, a bonus, right? And as we understand, you know it's to reward work, etc. But what's interesting is that the Labor Relations Act and the Basic Conditions of Employment Act do not define, you know, um, or rather do not actually regulate bonuses. That is the discretion of the employer, mm. right? And so it becomes tricky, right? Because now we're in a situation where a person's told, oh, um, you actually cannot qualify for a bonus because you got a warning. Yeah. Now, because of the fact that, like I mentioned, you have to look at the, the, the bonus policy. You know, some companies have mm. uh, policies surrounding remuneration and your employment contract can even go into that sort of detail, but mostly it's found in a policy that can break down and say, these are the milestones, these are the KPIs that need to be achieved, and these are the conditions of what disqualifies, you know, a bonus, I right? See. So it's in the, the complete parameters of the employer to say that, no, look, based on the policy, mm, mm. Um, you do not qualify or um, you have not met the criteria or even some of them have partial, you know, um, reward when it comes to um, policies. Mm. There's something yeah. that, that, that made me raise my eyebrow. The, the fact that the written warning should be kept a secret. 
Hey, Khabu, there's a lot of shiga shiga going on here. <laughs> there's a lot of fishiness going on here. Um, yeah, this is an interesting one. I mean, look, when it comes to just just so that there's an understanding, if you refuse to, let's say, for instance, sign in this case a warning, it does not mean that that warning is no longer mm. a warning. Remember, signing is just acknowledgement, right? Yeah. And so if you as an employee want to go forward and challenge basically this warning, you need to go through the internal processes, go through that, which is usually governed by policy. And then if failing which, then you go to the CCMA. And the CCMA gives you a period of 90 days from the time the warning was given mm. to basically go and dispute this matter, Right. And so when it comes to issues of confidentiality, your question that you asked, it's neither, it's, it's, it's one of those things that have to be governed in the policy of the company, yeah. right? You know, um, a person does have a file which obviously stipulates that this person is under a disciplinary action, etc. But it is not um, something that needs to be communicated to other employees. Mm. Other employees do not mm. need to know that you're going through a disciplinary mm. hearing. However, HR, the head of maybe that particular department that employees working um, for, would obviously need to know that this particular person yeah. is undergoing a disciplinary action. But as far as it being kept secret it's not so much it's about the issue of confidentiality I see, right i see you know what i mean ordinarily I um you wouldn't go around in yeah. your company disclosing something like that yeah you know yeah. so it just needs to be understood you know carefully before we can conclude with that one and what can anonymous do now moving forward we actually opened up the lines and we spoke about this and the one one listener said go to the ccma is mm-hmm. that the root, is that the solution? You know, um, that's a good question because um, this is a situation where I believe the person does need, anonymous does need to take a number of things, I think, in consideration. The first one I would say is you need to just look at the policy, right? First and foremost, just go and look at the policy. What does the policy say about your situation in subordination? What does that look like? What do bonuses look like? What is unfair labor practices? Also in terms of the Employment Act. And of course, over and above that, I'd always advise get yourself a a labor lawyer that Mm. can help you you know, uh, because remember, there's circumstantial evidence we need to take in consideration. They sort of, uh, we need to look at things holistically in order for us to advise as professionals, you know, what you can do and what are the options to you. And of course, the CCMA, absolutely, you know, provided that it's within those 90 days, like I mentioned. Mm. Yes. Khabu, for those people that are currently in the middle of these petty labor disputes with their companies, where mm-hmm. can they get a hold of you so that you can represent them? Sure. Um, so I have a direct line um, that you are welcome to contact me on. The number is 069-393-2957. And yes. you can catch me on my website as well. It's www.mashalaniandassociates.co.za. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. And um, you're welcome to send me a message. I'm not great, that great with DMs, but go ahead. And with my email address is info at mashalani.co.za. Oh, thank you so much, Khabu. Uh, what an informative chat that you and I just had. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ntumbi. Take care. Thank, thank you, you so much. Bye. Radio 2000 Podcast.